Welcome to UpcomingHorrorMovie.com's UHM Podcast. Welcome to the first, I guess you could call it a pilot episode of the UpcomingHorrorMovies.com UHM Podcast. This is sort of a trial to see how things go. A little bit of a hang-up with some scheduling today. We sort of lost every one of our uh, guests, with the exception of the lovely, the wonderful, Mr. Shane Smith from over in England. Why, thank you very much, Stacey. That's very kind of you. So since this is our pilot, I thought maybe we should sort of explain um, what we're doing here. Uh, upcominghorrormovies.com is a website that has info about upcoming horror movies and various other things. And a lot of the members uh, thought it'd be a good idea to get together and sort of have a discussion about horror and maybe turn it into a podcast. So our original plan was to have the creator and owner of the site on to sort of give a little background on UHM, but unfortunately he could not make it. And uh, we lost a few other members that were going to be on the, uh, on the podcast today. But that's okay. We still have uh, myself and Shane. So a little bit of background on myself. Uh, I actually don't have any connection to the horror scene other than being a fan. I, uh, I'm an engineer, and I watch horror movies. And that's, that's really about it. I don't really have any other qualifications uh, other than I watch movies. Um, how, about, how about yourself, Shane? Well, I'm um, obviously, my name is Shane. I'm, I'm the board on known as Death Health Society. Um, other people call me dead. Um, I generally am a fan. That's my only connection with horror movies as such. Um, I watch horror movies. I'm unemployed, but I do a lot of things during the day, basically taking care of elderly people, as in my mother. But um, I, I generally watch a lot of horror movies or listen to horror soundtracks a lot of the time. And... Uh, I, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy, well, I love horror movies, basically. It's kind of a long story short. <laughs> and I was introduced to them at a very young age. Um, my sister, um, I was seven years old, and I saw my first horror movie, which had the zombie flesh eaters. Classic. Yeah, so I think that was definitely a baptism of fire. Um, interesting story. My parents used to go shopping on a Saturday and leave me with brothers and my sister, I mean there's six of us, six kids in the family, so when everybody, when my parents would go out, my sister would get a lot of um, VHS tubs and we would have a Saturday afternoon watching all these movies that she rented from a guy at work and all the movies that she used to get were all banned, so we couldn't, you wouldn't be able to buy them. And um, Revenge of the Boogeyman, um, Drilla Killer, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, Zombie Flesh Eaters, and a whole host of others. Evil Dead was another one that we would watch on a Saturday afternoon. Yep. My parents would never work out why I was so petrified of the dark as a youngster. You know, I'd be like, oh, the demons all getting me, all this kind of stuff. And they'd be thinking, what the hell has he been watching? What has he been doing? But then over time, I was like, oh, I'd say to my sister, are oh, we watching new movies today? No, you're going out. I'm like, I don't want to. And we've had an argument, and then I would literally have a temper tantrum until they put on a horror movie. 
that was when you were like seven. The horror, yeah, I was seven. So <laughs> when the horror movies would go on, I would be quiet as a mouse. You know, I would literally sit down and be staring at the screen, thinking, my God, this is absolutely amazing and totally fascinating at the same time. Yeah, horror movies, they are my passion. Awesome. Yeah, I started at yeah. an early age as well. It was my uh, my grandmother that sort of uh, introduced myself and all my cousins and brothers to horror movies. And it actually drove some of us mad. People like myself have to watch horror movies every day now. Or my cousin, John, who writes and makes horror movies amongst other types of movies. Yeah. He's always he's always uh, affected by them. We seem to be attached. Thanks, Mama. She's the best. <laughs> she sounds like one cool grandmother. Oh, yeah. She was nuts. <laughs> she would always sit there, and uh, we'd be watching something like Friday the 13th Part 4. And she'd be sitting there, and there'd be, like, two naked girls, you know, the twins dancing around in the water. And she'd be sitting there, this is terrible. This is disgusting. She's, meanwhile, shoveling uh, juji fruits, which is just, like, gummy fruits, <laughs> into her mouth. <laughs> and then Jason cuts somebody's head off, and she's like, this is a horrible movie. And she sits there eating her candy, watching the movie with us. Let's put another one on. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So anyway, oh, let's um, yeah. let's get started on to our first topic. We thought since uh, I guess it's the name of the site is UpcomingHorrorMovies.com, we should probably talk about newer movies sometimes. But our first movie yeah. here is a 2015, it's a Western starring Kurt Russell with a character-driven cast, lots of dialogue, um, super gory, and it's not called The Hateful Eight. It's called Bone Tomahawk. <clears throat> and I think that's actually the sort of the one downside of this movie is that it came out when it did, like, the same week as The Hateful Eight, another Kurt Russell Western. And I nobody, wasn't aware of that. Yeah, nobody's talking about Bone Tomahawk, though. I feel like, you know, it, it sort of just got pushed under. Arguably, The Hateful Eight's a better movie, but at the same time, I thought this thing was fantastic. See, I've not seen Hateful Eight yet, but I'm going to have to get that watched. I might actually put my hands off for the rest of the evening and watch that, I think. But yeah, um, <clears throat> Bone Tomahawk, I thought, was, uh, I thought it was a really good film. Um, it was well written, definitely well written, well acted. I was quite surprised um, to see some of the cameos. Oh, right, um, I know. In, in the... In the- the people yeah. doing the acting, you don't normally expect them to be sort of good actors. No, I mean, what was it? David Arquette. Yes. That was, <laughs> was, that was a surprise. Oh, I was laughing so hard when I saw uh, Sid it. Yeah, and then Sid Haig as well. And yep. I was like, well, fuck. You know, and then obviously Sean Young was in it. I didn't even recognize that. I was like, Sean Young, yeah. Who is she? So, um, I think she was one of the uh, barmaids. Oh, see, that, that blew right by me. I didn't even see. Actually, no, she wasn't. I think she was the wife of the chef, of the, um, the mayor. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So that was, wow. that was quite a surprise. But yeah, that, is, uh, that was really cool. Um, yeah, I thought actually even Patrick some, Wilson... Yeah. I'm not usually a big fan of that guy. You know, he's he's from the Insidious movies and was in The Conjuring. And, I mean, I always see he's, also, he, he's got, like, a very punchable face. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I, just, <laughs> I don't know. The guy gets on my nerves. I don't know why. 
But uh, but he was great in this. I thought he was awesome. He was really good. I was really pleasantly surprised. Even Matthew Fox. Um, oh, he was so good. As a, yeah, he was. He played, as, he played an arsehole really well. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sort of like the race, uh, racist, Indian-hating, sort of just uh, murderous monster. The guy was awesome. But he was like a badass, you know what I yeah, mean? Like he knew what he was talking about. Yeah. And I thought that, I thought he was really cool at that. Um, yeah, it was, I was really pleasantly surprised at how well written it was. And yeah. Yeah, this was actually, visually. it was done by, uh, the, guy, the guy's name was S. Kurt Zoller. He's only done one other movie called Asylum Blackout that he wrote, which I haven't seen before. But I mean, sort of out of nowhere. This is his, this is his first directing credit. Um, this is his first, you know, sort of big screenwriting credit. And I mean, I can't believe this didn't go to movie theaters. That's what kills me. See, that's the only problem. You get a lot of films that have got big name actors in them, and they just never see the light of day in the cinema. It's literally they become straight to DVD classics. Absolutely. And, yeah, but there were a lot of films like that. You know, I mean, for instance, Cabin in the Woods never even got a cinema release in the UK. Oh, it didn't? It was big in the US. They had no. a big cinema push here. Yeah. Yeah, it just it went straight to Blu-ray and DVD, which wow. surprised me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, you'd be amazed how many movies that come out that don't actually get a theater release. The Bone Tomahawk itself, when they when they got to the the sort of I mean I don't want to ruin any of the story for anyone, but the um, the basic premise is that Patrick Wilson's wife is kidnapped, and they gather up a posse to go track down these what they call them, the troglodytes, the cave dwellers. Yeah, the cannibals. Right, they're cannibal cave dwellers. Uh, that are like Native American cannibal cave dwellers. They track them down yeah. to to get the wife back if she's still alive. So uh, and and you know the movie sort of there's there's a beginning part that introduces the characters and then they sort of set out on their journey and you know they run into a bunch of problems. They they get ambushed by some people and you know a bunch of different things happen that sort of splits up the group and then eventually they make it to the uh, the caves. And they have to fight off these insane cannibal troglodytes. And it is brutal. Just absolutely brutal. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, you could say it was a touch brutal. Um, even I sat there watching it and just, and just thinking to myself, what the fuck did I just actually see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, just, I can believe it. But yeah, it's such a good film. I, Great. Um, Great practical effects. Too. I gave it, yes, no CGI necessary. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, I just, I just thought it was really well done. Obviously, because I post like mini reviews on Twitter, so basically it's just me recommending what films people should watch. But uh, I, I did rate this film quite highly for me. I um, actually thought it was. Uh, it definitely got a high six and a half out of ten for me. Oh man, I, I um, maybe even higher. I loved it. I thought it was seven and a half, maybe an eight. Like I was really impressed by it. I didn't go in thinking too much about it, wow. and coming out of it, I loved it. Like I kept it stuck with me. You know, it's one of those movies that I thought more about after I watched it. But it's good when a film when a film has particular scenes in it and it stay with you. Yeah, and you think about it, that, and they affect you in that kind of strange way. You know, you. You're watching it and you 
that actually that was a really good save. That was really well done. And a particular scene, I think you'll understand when I say in the caddy, one poor unsuspecting character. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was sat there and was like, what the fuck did I just see? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, that was, that was brutal. That was nasty. Really well done. Yep. Um, it's very cleverly done as well. So uh, I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Album. It was really good. Yeah, I recommend but, uh, it myself yes. as well. I think anybody that, I mean, if anyone has access, at least in the U.S., I'm not sure how the U, the U.K. has their uh, their stuff like Netflix and Amazon Prime, but this is offered for free on both of those services. So if you have Netflix or Amazon Prime, go watch this movie. It is awesome. Actually, there was an article on Facebook earlier on today talking about how people should uh, see this movie because it is for free on Amazon. And I've already read, I've already spoken to a couple of people um, today and recommended it. So uh, when I get around to watching it, um, I look forward to seeing their reviews of it. Or I know one person in particular will actually say to me, "That movie was fucked." <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, because they know how much of a warped, twisted sense of humor I've got when it movies. And if somebody says something that's really disgusting and graphic, and they'll be like, ah, it's all right. Oh, yeah. And they just look at, yeah, they just look at me funny. You know, I'm like, I'm sorry, but it's like over the years, I've watched so much, so much horror movies, I've become des- desensitized to some of it. Of course. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, sat, I sat here the other week, and Human Centipede happened to be on, on horror. I thought oh, I'll sit down and watch it and see what I've got 45 minutes into it before I turn it off because I was bored. I was so bored and <laughs> I posted on Twitter and Facebook, well, I can't see what the fuss was about. I think it's something that sucked. Yeah. And then the sequel was on the following night. Oh, I haven't and, seen that. Oh, no, don't. Just don't. <laughs> I think no. I already own it. I just don't think I've watched it yet. Oh, dude, sell it. Just get rid of it. Give it away to somebody. Here. Just say, here, watch this movie on, on, on my behalf and tell me how bad it really is. Yeah, right. Listen, before, Honestly, before we started, you were talking about all your cassette tape. I mean, your um, your audio cassettes that you still own. Well, I, I keep all of my movies, so... If if you're okay with keeping the you know a a box full of cassettes somewhere under your bed, I can keep all my shitty DVDs. <laughs> See, but these this like it's music tapes, man. You know, it's like music cassettes, not like VHS. I got rid of all my VHS years ago. But I've kept a few. So uh, you got rid of your VHS, but you kept your audio cassettes. I kept my audio cassettes, but that's I that's fucking also insane. Kept... <laughs> yeah, that's because I am. <laughs> But no, I've I've kept I've got a few of my VHS left. Um, I've got my original copy of Mind Freak, um, and that's like man, that's like twenty. That copy is twenty years old, so I very much don't think it play anymore. Yeah, you know, I've, I've got <clears throat> there's a few horror VHS I've got. Yep. I had to put them out of the way. I had people coming round and they were like helping themselves to my collection. I was like, no, I'm not having that. No, absolutely not. So, yeah, I've got a few hundred yeah, VHS stacked up. All right, so anyway, let's uh, let's yeah. move on here. We got Bone Tomahawk. We can sort of cross that off the list. I think you and I both recommend it, I would say. Yes. 
great movie. I think anybody that is a fan of horror or even like grisly westerns, I mean, if you go into this as a western fan, oh, you know what I was thinking about this movie? It is if if wow. you took if you took this out of the old west, right? The exact same story, the exact same characters, everything, and just transplanted it into a jungle, it would be a 1970s cannibal movie. Yes, it would. Like Cannibal Ferox or anything like that, you know no, what I mean? That's exactly what I was thinking, Cannibal Ferox. Yes. Um, dude, we are just too freaky. That is, <laughs> that's too freaky, that really is. But it's really one of those, it just happens to take place in the Old West, but it's the exact same story, like, you know, it's the same type of storyline you would expect in one of those movies. Yeah, it is one of those movies you expect someone like John Saxon to appear in as well. <laughs> or uh, Peter yeah. McCullough. Yeah. <laughs> man, that's freaky. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. So anyway, highly recommend that. Yeah. So let, let's yes. move on to our second topic. Um, this one's kind of a combo topic. We wanted to pick something that just sort of enjoy the discussion of. Let's talk about the original George Romero Dead Trilogy. Um, Night of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead. Um, now we're talking the yeah. original movies in this segment. We won't bring up any of the remakes or the later sequels, which maybe people want to pretend don't exist. Let's just talk about the first two. <laughs> so yeah, the um, so how Ice was sort of first introduced to these movies. Honestly, the first one that I saw was I believe the remake of Night of the Living Dead, because you know I'm, I'm a little bit younger than you are, but the Shortly after, you know, like I'd seen this movie, and then you go back into the video store and you look in the same section and there's another box of Night of the Living Dead. But you flip it over and it's all different pictures on the back. It's all black and white. Yeah. And I, sh- I quickly watched that one. So my, my sort of order of watching them was the, the, the remake of Night, then the original Night, and then Dawn. And then it was actually years and years and years until I watched Day. I didn't see Day of the Dead until I was in high school, wow. which is, which is much later than like all the others. I had seen Dawn of the Dead. I don't even, you know, probably elementary school sometime around there that I really shouldn't have been watching it, but I did. But, but yeah, <clears throat> Day of the Dead, I didn't see till much later in life. Wow. I'm just trying to think how old I was when I saw, cause I, I, if I remember correctly, I didn't actually watch them in order. I think right. the first one, I think the first one I watched was Dawn of the Dead when I was eight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so because my sister was saying Dawn of the Dead one of the best horror movies she'd ever seen. Now, that one, yeah. that I was definitely like, a video nasty, right? Yeah, that was. Because um, obviously there were so many different versions of it yeah. during the rounds. And my sister managed to prepare a copy um, for one of our Saturday afternoon horror fests when I was a small child. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was Dawn of the Dead was the first film, the first film I saw of the Dead Trinity. I would have been about eight years old. I don't think it was until I was fourteen or fifteen and, until I saw Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'd seen Dawn of the Dead numerous times over the years, and, and I watched Night of the Living Dead, and something about that film grabbed me so much. It was just the whole atmosphere, so creepy, and whole black and white thing as well because I, I was so used to seeing films in color and seeing something like that in black and 
wiped it, just added more. I would say fear. It seems serious. It. It's more serious. Like it's, yes. uh, it comes off more dramatic, I think. Yeah, agreed. And uh, I can remember watching it. A friend had my friend Sam Terry's house, and it was his mother who actually introduced me to like the Living Dead. Right. She actually said, "Here you go. If you want to watch a good horror movie, watch this." And we sat there drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes, and just watching this film. And I was completely awestruck. And I was amazed. And then um, I think we did an evening of it where we actually watched the whole trilogy of films. And she said, right, are you ready for Day of the Dead? I was like, Day of the Dead? There's another one. And uh, she put it on and we sat and watched it. And admittedly, the first time I watched Day of the Dead, I wasn't too impressed with it. Yeah. Um, I, was, I actually found myself getting bored yep. while I was watching it. Although, admittedly, the gore scenes in it were great. Um, one scene that springs to mind is the guy getting up off the hospital gurney. And he's got oh, and it's got to spill out on the table. Yeah, and um, obviously, when the guy gets ripped apart sure. as well. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. But um, overall, I wasn't overly impressed with it. But then it, watching Day of the Dead, it took... But if I was to rate the trilogy movies themselves, it would be in the order not the Living Dead, Danny, Dawn of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead. Okay, but, yes. Um, Mine is definitely a little yeah. little bit split apart. Um, right. I, 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 watching again, I, you know, this is a big thing I want to uh, sort of mention is that on the original Night of the Living Dead there are so many versions of this out because in the US when Romero originally made the movie he didn't put the correct type of copyright in the film so when he when the movie came out, it was immediately released to public domain, meaning that anyone can take a copy of the movie and sell it on any shitty format or anything they want. It's sort of free reign for people to go out and watch. You could go on YouTube and watch this right now. You could see all kinds yeah. of versions of it. And I would say 95% of them are fucking garbage. They're terrible quality. They look like shit. They're VHS rips. But if you find a good quality version of this, which I really recommend, if you actually, I just watched one uh, last week. I watched the version that's on Amazon Prime. It is amazing, crystal clear. It looks as good as the Blu-ray uh, that they have. This Japanese Blu-ray that's phenomenal, and it, it looks gorgeous. I mean, most times you watch this movie, if you go like just on YouTube and see a free version, it's gonna look like grainy trash. You can't even see what's happening in it. So. The image is so degraded. But I, I recommend actually going out and, and finding a good one. Like I said, Amazon Prime is a real good one. There's an awesome Japanese Blu-ray, but that's expensive. So I, th- I think anybody that can find a good copy should do it. <clears throat> yeah. I, um, see, I've got several versions of that on DVD. Um, As do I. The best version is the original cut. Um, because I've also got, as part of a trilogy of the Dead box set, Yep. it was the 25th anniversary, uh-huh. and they filmed extra scenes for it. Oh, no, okay. That one you're describing, yeah, yeah that's the, the John Russo, I think it's called, the, yeah, I think you're right, maybe it's the 25th or 20th anniversary cut of it, and right. they... They have scenes that were filmed in like like 2000 or 2002 that they stuck yes. in the movie after the fact. It, yeah. it, it, it is just garbage. Like 
<laughs> it doesn't look yeah, right it, at all. It no, looks insane. No. Yeah, they weren't necessary. Those extra scenes were not necessary. Even including, um, oh, what was his name? First zombie you see. Oh, uh, Bill Hintzman. That's the one. Even seeing him when he's like in his cartoon, you see him rising. That scene actually wasn't necessary at all because right. I mean, it was the whole mystery of the mystery of why the dead were coming back to life, which held so much interest. And they, those extra scenes, they sucked. Yeah. And when it when it comes to watching like the Living Dead, I'm a purist. I will watch the original. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah. And from the bottom of my heart, that's all I can implore is just avoid any kind of new additions of it. Just go with the original. Um, anyway, you were saying. So I was saying I, I do have a version. There. So the reason Russo made that version and released it, John Russo being one half of the people that wrote Night of the Living Dead, the other being George Romero. So Russo released his own version with those extra scenes because he, again, he put in the correct copywriting and stuff on that version so he could make money off of selling a version of Night of the Living Dead because he wasn't making any money off the original cut. So that's why he filmed the scenes and put them in there. But, but Romero released his own version on DVD of Night of the Living Dead. I think it's called like the George Romero cut. It's actually just a regular theatrical version, but it's nicely cleaned up. It's got a nice clear picture, and it's got a new soundtrack I think he put on it. Okay, yeah, that's the one I've got. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the one I've got. I picked it up for a pound. Oh, yeah, they're cheap. They're super cheap. Yeah, These are like hard to find. This one, I've not seen it online anywhere. Um, version I've got. But um, <clears throat> I paid a pound for it, and yep. I was quite impressed with it. But um, I'm always on the lookout for Romero and stuff on Blu-ray. But the original version I absolutely love. Yeah. I think it is, it is one of my favorites. On Dawn of the Dead, if we move on a little bit, on that one, yeah. there's also a ton of versions of it. Well, there's yeah. two main versions, right? There's the U.S. release mm. that was uh, edited by Romero. The, the European cut... Oh was edited by Dario Argento, one of the other greatest right. horror film directors of all time. And what I just looking up some of the research on some of these, it turns out that most of the European copies, like if you get random copy of Dawn of the Dead, it's almost always the Argento cut. In the right. US, if you pick up a random copy, it's almost always the Romero cut. And for right. me, the big difference is on it between the two film between the two cuts of it the argento one cuts out a lot of the comedy it doesn't have as much like humor in it it takes it more serious and it has in my opinion a better soundtrack with a mo- with uh, more goblin music in it than is in any of the other cuts but the the romero one's got more comedy it's more lighthearted and you know it's got more mall more i guess you'd call it mall music the sort of you know Doodly music playing in the background of the stores. The gong. I absolutely love that piece of music. Yeah. See, every time I watch, every time I watch Dawn of the Dead, and I listen to the gong, I can't help but think of the way it's used on the Shaun of the Dead soundtrack as well. So I use that towards the end of the film. It's great. There's another okay. version that I, I, um, it's in one of my DVD sets that I got. I think it was an Arrow set actually. That maybe you sent it to me from, from the UK. It's probably very likely. Uh, it okay. has the, it's the extended cut, which is the Romero cut with a couple extra scenes put in. And um, so there's a couple other scenes that have some of the Goblin music put in. 
and I it is just drawn out, man. It, it's too much. I feel like the the regular George Romero cut is better. The extended, all it does is pad out the time and make you sit around more with more random scenes that don't move the story anywhere or develop the characters. Right. I it's, like a, it's a three-hour cut, isn't it? Um, that one, I forget how long it is. It's pretty long. I just watched it the other day. I'd have to go look. Let's see. No, it's like two hours. It's over two hours, two hours and 20 minutes. That's what it is. Oh, okay. So I can always remember the, the original Dawn of the Dead being quite lengthy. So I always remember it being like two and a half hours. So, but I, w- I would say go with the uh, go, go with uh, either the original Romero cut or I like the Argento cut itself. I kind of like it without a lot of the humor put in. And I like the Goblin soundtrack better. But I'm not as huge of a fan of Dawn of the Dead as like every other horror fan. <clears throat> I feel like every other horror fan sees this movie and is like, "This is the greatest horror movie of all time." I mean, I think it's okay. I think it's a a good zombie movie, one of the best. But I don't know if I'd, you know, lose my mind over it. I think it's a little bit no. overrated. I wouldn't go that far. I, wouldn't, I, uh, I, I would actually have to agree with you on that. It's not the greatest, actually, in hindsight. Well, since we are talking about the trilogy, it's not the greatest of the films. Um, it is a great film, but in my opinion, just not the greatest of the trilogy. Um, yeah. Me, my heart will always be for Night of the Living Dead. As great as Dawn of the Dead is, even though it uses all practical effects in it, it's still, I still can't get past the fact that they're using melted wax crayons for blood. Um, <laughs> you can tell the lurid, the lurid red <laughs> of the, the wax crayons. Yeah, I, I think that's a sign of the times. You know, you see that in a lot of 70s movies. Of it's a sort of, it stands out just like, like oh, okay, I know, I know what kind of movie I'm watching here. It's a 19, you know, yeah. you, you could pick that out a mile away. Uh, but yeah, oh, yeah I, I tend to get a lot of shit for putting Dawn of the Dead lower than some of the other ones. I mean, if I was actually oh, gonna, if I was going to organize them, I would probably say like day, then night, then dawn, man. Right. Okay. I'm a That's huge fan of Day of the Dead. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I mean, it is a great film. It is a great film. But it's um, like I say, going back to when I was when I was younger, the first time I ever saw it. Actually, I wasn't that enamored by it. I wasn't really too fussed, and I found myself getting bored. No, I'm, I'm, I'm completely with you. I was the exact same way the yeah. first time I watched it. I mean, as I've gotten older, the more I've watched it, the more I've appreciated it. And it is a great story, but some of the scenes in it, I still think some of the scenes in it are not executed as well as they could have been. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, there are. It's just the whole scenes in the bunker. They are, to me, they seem like filler. They could, they could have been done so much better. <clears throat> Maybe more characterization, elaboration of the characters as well. And, mm. uh, just get, getting to know the characters a bit more because of some of the characters. You see them, they do something, and then that's it. Or they get eaten, and, or they shoot themselves, or in the case of the doctor. Get themselves killed and chucked in the freezer. But it was, yeah, but it was um, it was the ending of the film itself that really made it fall flat. Running through, when they're running through the tunnel, wrong, and they're catching the zombies. I think those scenes are great. They look brilliant because it's to me at the time. 
I'm watching it and it's like you've never seen anything like this before in a zombie film. Well, I yeah. haven't, obviously. But then it was like towards the end when they're actually escaping and they're running through the tunnels and all that. This is boring. Even now, sometimes I think to myself, oh yeah, it's that bit. No, they're running through the tunnels again. Oh look, there's the helicopter. Yay, they're getting the helicopter. That's the end of the film. Next. And <laughs> that's unlike it even now. You know, it probably sounds really bad, but that's what I'm like with. I mean, I like the film for what it is. I do. It's the third of the Romero trilogy. It's just not the greatest. Oh, I don't know, man. I, I Every time I watch that movie, I find something else that I love even more about it. It's one of those movies that really, yeah. like, every single time it gets better and better every time I watch it. There's very few movies that do that for me. See, you know, most of them, the second, third amazing. time I watch a movie, it sort of drops down a notch. This is like, it keeps getting better every single time. Like I, like I said, the first time I watched it, I wasn't a big fan. And then I watch it a second yeah. time, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I kind of like this part. And it's sort of like this, and, you know, the gore is amazing. What, maybe some of the best gore, maybe on film. Not oh, because, yeah, actually. Not because it's so yeah. excessive, but because it's, like, perfect. Yeah, you know? less is more in some cases as well. Yes. Because I've also noticed with Day of the Dead, there's not so much gore, but it was in the others. So I find that quite cool. But the opening scene, I think it's fantastic. Oh, I love it. They go into the, the deserted city. Yeah. The alligators crawling around. Yeah. And then the guy he just walks up to the camera. You know, and it's like, half his face and he's like, wow. <laughs> it's so, so good. Just that opening scene. I just think it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I, could, I could talk about that movie all day. I love it. The Rhodes, the uh, Joe uh, Palatano that, that's in it. He's awesome. Opalato. Yeah. You know, you got the. I mean, it's also one of the first movies that, like, has a zombie character. I mean, is there any yes. other movie that introduced a zombie as a character that sort of stuck around? I can't think of another one. I mean, other than, you mm. know, newer, newer movies like uh, Milo or something like that, you know? Fido is another one. Oh, Fido, right. Oh, Milo. Milo's, that's not it. Milo's the one with the butt monster. Fido's, <laughs> Fido's the zombie. It's a ridiculous movie. There's a butt monster. It's it's. <laughs> Fucking sounds it. My God. <laughs> uh, that's Milo. It's been a while since I watched right. it. Yeah, Fido. For everybody, it's for the zombie movie with Billy Connolly. Also has Carrie Ann Moss looking really foxy. <sighs> yes. So, let's go forward a little bit. Um, our next segment. Now let's switch over and let's talk about the remakes of the Romero trilogy, the original trilogy, I guess you could say. And there's, there's three main sort of remakes, but there's, there's a bunch of others, especially Night of the Living Dead. There's like a million movies based off of Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. But the, the, the sort of official remake that was, you know, I guess you could, it was produced by Romero and sort of approved by him as the Tom Savini directed uh, 1990 version of Night of the Living Dead. That's the one that's in color. It has Tony Todd playing Ben. And it is, oh, Bill Mosley, I forgot too, is, uh, plays Johnny in that one. Yes. And like I said, I think that was the first one that I had watched growing up. And uh, that's, that was one of the first like serious zombie movies that I've seen. I think at that same time, I may have already seen 
this sounds stupid, but I may have already seen Return of the Living Dead and maybe Part 2 as well. I love them too, but they're not serious zombie movies. You know, this is sort of a legitimate trying-to-be-scary zombie movie. I think it's sort of overlooked. I mean, I know it's it's there are parts that are just a shot for shot remake of Night of the Living Dead, but this is without a doubt the best remake of Night of the Living Dead of however many there are. I don't even know how many remakes there are. I just know there's not. There's <laughs> there's some that just take the name and and put yeah. it out there. They'll add like a word on the beginning or end. I just watched one this week. It had. Um, Jeffrey Combs and um, Andrew Divov, the guy from uh, Wishmaster. Yeah. And it was called, like, Night of the Living Dead uh, Resurgence or Regeneration or something something like that. I can't even yeah, remember I think, now. Yeah. I actually, I think it was last year, I actually saw a British remake. Yes, I saw that one, too. It was that terrible. was fucking awful. It was fucking horrible. Oh man, what were the fuck were they? What the fuck were they thinking? Oh, dude, yeah, this, yeah, that was just bad. I think I watched it online as well. I think somebody sent me a link and said, "Here, check this out. You like Night of the Living Dead? Check this remake out." And I sat and watched it. I turned it off after fifteen minutes. I thought, "This is fucking." Yeah, I did that exact same thing. I saw the same one. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, I can't remember the name of that one, but it was, yeah, it was one of the ones that has something stuck at the end of the name. Yeah, and when I searched on IMDb, IMDb they actually stated it was an official remake of Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, and I went on there and I gave it, oh, well, I didn't even rate it, I just said this movie is awful. Why? <laughs> I think that was my comment. Why? <laughs> that was it. Because uh, obviously being a Hardcore horror fan. You know, yeah. When it comes to like, that being a purist as well, it's like nothing touches the original in my opinion. But it was just, oh man, that British remake. If I could have bleached my eyes and erased the memory from those 20 minutes back, I'd do it in a heartbeat. So the, the one that I had watched, <laughs> the one that I watched this week was called uh, Night of the Living Dead 3D Reanimation. And that's the one with Andrew Divov and Jeffrey Combs. And it has absolutely nothing to do with Night of the Living Dead at all. It's not even really a remake. It has nothing to do with it at all. Except for the one part when Jeffrey Combs sits down and recants all the other zombie invasions that happen. And he talks about them happening in Pittsburgh. And he talks about them happening in in a mall. And he talks about them happening at an underground site. So he's going over night, day, and dawn, and then he's saying, "Oh, and then a couple other ones happen too, but we don't count those." Like as if he's it's yeah. sort of in in joke in the movie, and the movie could have been okay had it not just been a drawn out pile of shit. Like this would have worked if it was a half hour long, but they but... stretch they stretch this piece of shit out for like an hour too long. It was like an hour and a half, I think, and unwatchable. And it, but it, the DVD did come with one pair of 3D glasses. Oh, why? That was generous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but just one. So if you're if you're watching it with anyone except yourself, then no one else can watch it. It's the, sad, the saddest DVD you're ever going to find. Sit by yourself and watch it with one pair of glasses. See, they, I'm pretty sure they do that specifically for geeks who live on their own. <laughs> so, so then, what, are you, what are you saying, Shane? What are you saying about me? No, you don't live on your own. I do. 
<laughs> yeah, but I, I avoid films like that. Yeah. Along <laughs> with that one, there was also the other Night of the Living Dead 3D. Did you ever see that one with Sid Haig? No, I didn't. I didn't oh. see that one. Do yourself a favor and don't. That one was a semi remake. It has, you know, it has Barbara in it. It has Ben in it. Um, it's mostly centered around Sid Haig being like a mortician. Okay. Um, it, but it has it has some of the same characters, you know, the Coopers and stuff are in it, and they go to the house. Nice. But it it's fucking horrible. It is just god awful. I used to have a 3D copy of it, but I think somebody borrowed it and never returned it. And I don't really care. <laughs> oh, it's one of those ones. Yeah, follow it, take it. Yeah, never bring it back. Yeah, yeah right. I'll, it just disappeared. Yeah. Yes, I've had I've had films like that. I've had people send me. I've had someone send me a film before. It was this great zombie film called Evil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, who, who would do that? I wonder who that was, Brian. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can remember watching it and. I was just like, so bad. Did you know I, actually, did I, you know I, I never finished that? Well, I can't say I fucking blame you. <laughs> <laughs> that film sucked. For I mean, anyone, anyone wondering, Evil, that's a Greek movie, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't even remember zombie. what it was about. Yeah. It was, it was, from what I can remember, it was a Greek zombie film. And it was the Greek attempt trying to do a Romero-style gore-fest. Yeah. And um, Brian was a generous soul, and he sent me a copy two years back. I watched it, I thought, okay, yeah, I'll give this a go. And I had to turn it off after maybe 30 minutes. <laughs> In fact, I don't even think I watched the first 15 minutes and thought this movie was awful. And it didn't help with the dialogue either, because obviously... The Greek language is beautiful to listen to. Yeah. Hard as fuck to read. And to understand, it's very difficult. But to listen to people talking in, in Greek language, it is beautiful to listen to. This film was just not good at all. It was, I don't know. I, I, remember, get... I remember the music being especially annoying in that too. Oh, the music was the worst. That was the main offender. That was the worst part of it. I mean, is that when you've got people right laying on the floor and they try to do a George Romero, Dave Dead style gut speech, right? There's a guy laying on the floor on this pavement and basically he turns over and as he turns over, all these guts spill off him. Right. You can see his stomach underneath it. <laughs> his belly button sticking yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, his belly button is sticking out and you can see it underneath. And I was like, no, this movie is really bad. In fact, I think I lent it to somebody. I said, yes, take it. Take it, never let me see it in my collection again. Um, <laughs> but then again, saying that, no, my fucking luck, it's probably still left in my collection. Some bastard snuck it back in. Well, good but, news, Shane. You know, wait, was... wait till you get the care package I just sent you. You're going to get a whole new bag. Oh, no, man. To complain about. <laughs> no, no. Damn you, Ryan. Damn yeah, you. There's a couple good ones in there. There's a couple good ones. Maybe not. <laughs> I actually uh, don't remember well, exactly okay. what I sent you. So, oh, okay. So I think we could say when I, I get it. Yep. Yeah. When I, when I get it, um, if I start swearing and cursing at you, then 
Yeah, you know what I want. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we could discuss the what's in that box the next time. Uh, the next time we have a podcast. Yes, but in hindsight, the care package I'll be sending you on Monday um, is full of candy chocolate. Oh, you didn't send it yet. So, Don't no, say I that, say Jay, that's, that's illegal. You don't <laughs> tell anybody that you're sending me chocolate from the UK. That's the illegal oh, cannabis. Oh dear. Oh no. I do apologize. I shouldn't have said that I was sending you cannabis. Um. <laughs> All right, so back, yeah. back to the Night of the Living Dead remakes. We got a little sidetrack mm-hmm. on that one. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think it's safe to say if you're going to watch a remake of Night of the Living Dead, watch the Tom Savini one from 1990. Do not watch any other one because they're fucking horrible. I mean, I like this one. It's not as good as the original, but it's in color. It's gory. You know, Tom Savini directed it, so you know, you know that the, the gore is going to be front and foremost. That's going to be his, yeah, top-notch gore. And um, it's a little too close to the original, except for the ending, which I'm not, um, whatever. The movie's like 30 years old. I guess you could spoil the ending, but. Uh, well, I mean. There's a little change in the end. See, that's what I didn't like about it. I didn't like the ending. Uh, so you were with it until, until the very end, huh? Yes. See, for me. I think what I loved about the original was the fact everybody dies. You know, right. Uh, it was one of the films where you didn't expect the main, the main character to actually die. And what I thought was really cool about it was that... They, well, I'm going to disagree with you on the main character aspect. I don't, right? think, I don't think Barbara's the main character in the first one. No, Ben is. Yeah, I know. I well, okay, that's, yeah. I, that's what I mean. Well, Ben dies yes, in the other one, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, but what I'm saying is, in the original film, you yeah. think it's Ben and Johnny, um, no, uh, Barbara and Johnny, you think they're the main characters, but then it kind of, Romero has this knack of twisting it, yeah, and then putting other characters in, and then you think to yourself, okay, so who's the main guy in this? But then, when you're watching it, you suddenly realise Ben is more like, he's a forceful figure, he's the one who's, everybody should listen to, etc., you know, do what he says and right. that what the rest of the characters in the film is like you look at them and you think okay you want to interesting characters you know they're all going to be canon for them absolutely but yes but with the character of Ben and with the original Mike him dying at the end is the biggest shock of all oh yeah where yeah with the remake I didn't expect Barbara to be the survivor I was expecting it to be a full on remake with no twists I think that's what I was disappointed about. Oh, but I mean, it pretty much is. You get to change something here and there. The, the one big thing that they changed, other than that ending, was in the remake, they made Barbara, she was not a worthless pile of human meat, which she was the original. She was just a screaming, useless yeah. wench. And in the second one, she starts off by losing her mind. She goes a little crazy. But then after the zombies start attacking again... She snaps out of it and becomes like a killing machine, and I like that part. She almost turns into right. like Ripley from uh, Aliens. <laughs> hey, well, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose there is that aspect, but no, I just didn't like that whole change. Yeah, nah, not not for me. You know, one thing I did like that I, um, as I was sort of about remembering now because i just watched the original recently 
was towards the end of the original. I mean, a big part of the movie was they're trying to find the key for the gas pump. Yeah. And in the remake, at the very end, Ben is trapped in the basement. He goes down in the basement, and he's standing in the basement, basically accepting his fate. And he looks up, and he sees the ring that says, like, gas pump key hanging <laughs> right in the middle of the basement. And he just smiles. And, like, yeah. I love that part. And I was almost – I almost forgot that that wasn't in the original. So in the original, he's down in the basement, and he's, yeah. he's sitting down there. And I'm like, oh, this is where he finds the key. And then it doesn't happen. And I'm like – Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. So, and I still say, one of my favourite scenes from that, 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 no matter what version you watch, is when the kid eats up Eric's. Yeah. That's awesome. But, although in the original, technically, she doesn't actually eat her parents, she just stabs them with a little shovel. Right. Gardening shovel. And, you know, she just, it was when she stabs another up, and uh, you've got all the distorted screaming on the soundtrack. I thought it works really well. It's very um, and the remake, I just thought that scene was just funny. I just find things sometimes because I mean, obviously, I've watched horror for so many. So I've watched a lot of horror over the years, some of it. But when it comes to remakes and the remake of Night of the Living Dead, it's just some of the scenes are not actually playing quite laughable. And I think that's because my own twisted imagination. And I think to myself that could have been done so much better. That's just me. That's just the way I am. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll safely say that the remake of Night of the Living Dead, I'm not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. But I will watch it if it's on. I'll watch it if it's on. I got gotcha. you. That's, That's about it. Yeah. Well, let's let's go to before we get to the Dawn of the Dead remake. I just want to really quickly we'll just touch on the Day of the Dead remake because I feel like I'm no. not going to have much to say about this because yeah. it's yeah, a steaming. Just, no pile of fucking shit. I hate yeah, the all, day. All, all, all I will say to people, Mina Savari, that's really pretty. Yes. Useless she fucking... Is. Yeah, she, yeah, she's very pretty. Fucking useless as an army sergeant or whatever, whatever the hell she is in that. Um, no, just avoid. Avoid it like shit on the floor. Yeah, it is... It, what I will say. It, it wouldn't... What I don't understand is how they got Ving Rhames in this movie. You know, he had just come off the uh-huh. awesome... Dawn of the Dead, right? And somehow I had, this... a theory, but I had a theory about that. Yeah, what is that? I'd like to hear that. I'm more interested he's in that than I am the yeah, movie. Maybe he was playing his brother from the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Well, looking at the, the character, so he plays Rhodes, actually, in the remake, who was the guy that got torn apart in the original Day of the Dead. And, oh, I don't know if they ever yeah. give his name in Dawn of the Dead. Never done. Okay. Yeah, it just says like Kenneth. Yeah, so maybe that might. Yeah, so maybe he's just playing his brother. Oh, maybe he's Kenneth Rhodes, and then he's whatever the other Rhodes is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe, so maybe he that... is just. Yeah, that's my theory. You know, I could be wrong. Could be completely wrong. But now I've always had that theory about that after watching that movie at one o'clock in the morning after drinking too much whiskey. But I think it's <laughs> fucking shit. If you watched this movie more than once, is that what happened here? Uh, no, I well, I have actually watched it more than once because oh, good lord, I'd watched it. I watched it one night, and a friend come over. He'd come up from London, and a friend come round, and he was crashing, and we were watching horror movies. Which, in hindsight, was a bad thing because it turns out he doesn't actually watch horror movies because he's a nightmare and he's five years old. 
So um, we were sat there watching it and drinking copious amounts of Jack Daniels, and I was actually swearing and spitting at the screen. Spitting? It's um, your, is it at your house? You're spitting in your house? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, when I say swearing and spitting, I was swearing at the screen, and I was being quite venomous. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's like, zombies don't crawl on fucking ceilings. What the fuck is this? Uh, they're, climbing, um, they're jumping off buildings. They're uh, climbing on ceilings. Um, it is fucking yeah. shit. It is just garbage. Oh, yes, it is fucking uh, the biggest steaming pile of shit I've ever seen in my I, I would probably um, watch uh, another one of those Night of the Living Dead shit remakes than this Day of the Dead remake again. Yeah. Yeah, actually. I, I think I'd rather watch Evil. Because Evil. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know if I can listen to it. I know I can listen to Day of the Dead. Yeah, but I think when it comes to the remake of Day of the Dead, I would rather watch Evil again than... <laughs> Oof. Clockwork Orange style, you know, completely oh, forced okay. to watch it. Yeah. But, um, All right, well, let's let's get yeah. off that steaming pile of shit and let's uh, <laughs> let's let's move back to the 2004 release of Dawn of the Dead. This is the one yes. directed by Zack Snyder. Um, yes. It is it is a remake in in terms of it's named Dawn of the Dead, and there's people with zombies and a mall, and that's just about yes. the only thing that that are the that are the same between these two movies. Yes, but also, if you notice, there are um, some of the stores in the Marvel actually made by characters. Oh, and, right, right. Yeah, it's like the shoe store, Galen Ross, um, is named after the actor who played in Jordan Dead. He played the female character, I was not dreadful remembering the names. But yeah, so um, yeah, you've got that, plus there are many references to the original you have each of the original characters. Sure. Yeah, from the original Dawn of the Dead, all had cameos in yep. the remake, which is awesome. So it's great that they acknowledge that. Um, also, you know, bringing the gore up to date and bringing the whole zombie storyline up to date. The zombies are also runners. Yes, they are runners so, in this one. And, um, it's kind of, it's between the shufflers, these are the runners, and then in Day of the Dead, there are the super super powered flying ceiling crawling zombies. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right. So uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah the remake of Dawn of the Dead. I do actually like a lot. When I first saw it, because I saw it, I saw it in theaters. I saw it on the opening night. Actually, when it broke. Now here's the interesting piece. I, I'm not sure if they did this in the US, but in the UK, Channel 4 aired the first 10 minutes of the remake of Dawn of the Dead two weeks before the film actually got released. Because there was a big, big debate about, about the whole zombie thing. And there was, I think we had like a week's worth of TV shows that were all with zombies. And the whole mythos behind zombies. So it was dating back to like voodoo. And oh, sure, sure. White zombie and all that. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think they actually screened one zombie like late at night earlier that week. And ironically enough, I've got that on DVD. I do actually have one zombie on DVD. Yep. Um, yeah, but um, it was just really interesting just watching for a full week all of this stuff about zombies. And then having the first 10 minutes of 
dawn of the dead, and he might come up uh, and they cut it short. And I'm like, oh, that looks really good. It's, I think it's a really, really cool film. Um, soundtrack is brilliant. Richard Cheese, what more could you want? Yep. Um, disturbed, good track. Also, but the, the effects in it are outstanding. It looks amazing. Everything about it, it's not just the gore. Um, and for a big budget zombie film, I thought they did a fantastic job. Some of the makeup effects, the characters in it were funny. Um, they all had their moments. And interesting piece of trivia for you Heather Langenkamp, who played Nancy in uh, Not Very Street, was yeah, one of the uh, yeah, creative, creative consultants on the film. Really? You look at the end, if you look at the end credits, her name pops up as I think she's one of the makeup designers. I had no idea yeah. she was involved in anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really cool because I remember watching it and I thought Heather Langen Cap. Hang on a minute. Like, is there another Heather Langen Cap? And then I'll check. Yeah, I don't think that's a very common name. Yeah, and that is her. It's her. She did. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the makeup creative makeup. But uh, yeah, I just right. see because I'm. I'm Another thing with that with the remake, I thought it was really cool at the end because you don't know. You're left not knowing whether they survived, whether they died, whether they actually managed to push one on the boat. Did the dogs survive? Because everybody, you know, when it comes to horror movies, oh no, if there's animals in it, I can't watch it. You know, but did the dogs survive? All this kind of stuff. It's all that kind of shit. But yeah, it's um, I really enjoyed that film. I think it's a really cool, cool remake. Yeah, I liked Dawn of the Dead. That's one of the best. Uh, I guess you call it modern remakes in sort of the realm of remakes that we now live in. Um, that's yeah. it's definitely one of the best ones. I think because it takes the original concept, it sort of does its completely its own thing, goes its own way. It keeps the general structure of like people end up at a mall, they're zombies, they stay at the mall and enjoy life for a while. And then, you know, <laughs> shit hits the fan which is basically what happens in the original, and that's what happens in the remake. So it sort of yeah. keeps, keeps all those major plot points, but it go, it does its own thing every step of the way, you know? And what's really cool about Dawn of the Dead, the remake, when it got released in the UK, they released two versions. They released the theatrical cut, and then they released the director's cut, but a week later. So the DVD I have of Dawn of the Dead is the direct, director's cut. You can't yeah. actually buy the theatrical yeah, you can't actually buy the theatrical cut in the UK anymore unless you pay an arm and leg for on online. Huh. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. But I'm quite happy with my copy of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Um, actually, I think I might have to flip it on for this. <laughs> yeah, I was just, so, yeah. I just watched it this week and I was, um, I actually need to upgrade mine to a Blu ray because my, okay. my DVD copy is not the best quality. Um, it, it tends to happen because it's it's a relatively old DVD, you know. It's probably like, oh, it's over ten years old by now, you know. Oh, I got it when it first came out. I know. Oh, that's ridiculous. I'm so old now. <laughs> <laughs> You're so old. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm no spring time. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> let's do a little yes. recap, a little summary here, sort of wrap up. I think the episode. We got a good segment. We got a good thing going here. Uh, I think Bone Tomahawk. We both really recommend, right? Yep. 
That was a great movie. Uh, the original Romero trilogy. Uh, you liked uh, Night the Best and Day the yes. Least. I liked Day the Best yes. and Dawn the Least. And of uh, of the remakes, I think uh, I think it's safe to say that probably uh, the Dawn remake is the best one. Um, I really like the Night remake, which you aren't a big fan of. <laughs> and, but if, if it's, I will say this as a caveat: if it's any Night of the Living Dead remake that isn't the Tom Savini nineteen ninety one, just put it right in the garbage can, just throw it right out. See, I mean, obviously, if it didn't. And, so yeah, so I think uh, right. Day of the Dead remake, avoid garbage. Dawn of the Dead remake, yes. uh, one of the best remakes ever. Really, I think that's it's definitely up there. Yeah. You know, it's it's up in the world of like the fly and the thing. It's one of those like remakes that uh, maybe yes. n- arguable yeah. whether it surpasses the original or not, but it is definitely a great movie. Okay, I think for pace, actually, the remake of Dawn of the Dead is better. I agree, but yeah, but then with the original, when you're watching the original Dawn of the Dead, you expect it because it's going to be it's a long film anyway. Right. The remake's not not so long. I mean, it's just what nine minutes shy of two hours. So yeah, it's, hour 40. yeah, it's um, yeah, it's good. I yeah, I do love it. I do actually love it. Also, we noticed we haven't mentioned anything about the last three Romero films. No, we didn't. Um, Maybe we'll save that yeah. for the next episode. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Actually, <laughs> that sounds like. A plan. Because I've I'm, got strong opinion. I have strong opinions about those as well. I'm gonna have to so, go back uh, and, and rewatch one or two of them because I've only seen each. Um, I've only seen the last two one time a piece. Right. Okay. Uh, so I've, I've seen, seen them a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Land of the Dead. I love. I think it's great. I do. Well, save your thoughts on it for next time. Yes. We don't want to. We don't want to spoil it for anyone. Yeah. Of the of the two but, of us uh, that are gonna be listening to this. <laughs> yeah, but also I, I did want I am gonna bring this one up actually, but um Dead Set, you know, um I sent you a copy of the yeah, Always back. with the British zombies, always with the British zombies. Yes. <laughs> um yeah, to me, I don't know if anybody's actually seen it. Yeah. This is this. But to me, Dead Set was one of the finest examples of British horror films ever screened. All right, and, Shane, maybe, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do a British uh, zombie segment on uh, yes. the next show, along with the uh, the three Romero, the three follow up Romeros. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Maybe we'll get more people to join us next time as well. Yeah, it would be a good plan as well. <laughs> we'll see so, how that goes. All right. Well, anyway, let's close it out. Yes. Uh, it was great talking with you, and um, and you. Yes, and thanks for everybody for listening. And hopefully there's, hopefully there's more episodes. Yes. Um, let's just hope uh, everybody enjoyed the ramblings into insane geeks. <laughs> okay, All right. Shane. All right, everybody. We are out of here. Thank you for listening to UHM's podcast. Join us on Facebook. And please visit our main page at upcominghorrormovies.com. We'll see you next time.